Hi, Eddie. Thank you so much for joining us on Black Ink Cinema Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. It's such a great idea, man. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on because I'm a super, super fan. When I recently saw you on Mo Gilligan's um, documentary. Yeah. Yes. The documentary itself was brilliant. It was just so great to be connected again. I mean, you know, I'm still uh, working with all these uh, great minds, but actually just to be reunited and, and share this story that I feel like was long overdue was just a beautiful thing. It was very therapeutic for a lot of people that I think are sort of unsung heroes in the sort yeah. of um, a, a comedy circuit and comedy uh, industries. And Mo, Mo, it was just a great idea. And it just goes mm. to show how selfless of a person he is that, you know, mm. at the moment that he's shining, he really wanted to share that shine with everybody else. So I think it was well received. Um, I believe we need to do more of that because mm. there's a lot of people that have been putting in work for a long time Yes. And um, they're just not getting the recognition they deserve. So it was just nice to be amongst my brothers and sisters in my day, you know. 100%. And uh, Dane Baptiste uh, create coined the saying famous, which made me yes. think of you. And that's why that was in my head. Because in that. the community, you were like famous. If it's someone doesn't know who Eddie Penny is, <laughs> yeah. then I don't, I don't know what you've been doing with yourself. And so <laughs> to see you get the accolades and, and the recognition and to, to have that platform and for Mo again to do that documentary, I loved it. But I do feel like we should have had maybe two more eps to kind of yeah, more. Yeah. We spoke about that. We spoke about that. Mo was like, we've got so many footage. We, it can actually extend. But yeah. you know, like sometimes it's, it's just about seeing people's reaction and mm. holding back a little bit and giving it more. I'm actually, when I, when I think of Baymets, and by the way, Dame Baptiste is one of our modern day geniuses. You can't yes. underestimate how important he is to the game. Yeah. Like he, he, he started off very, very shy early on in his career mm. and really honed in his skill. But now he's coming to himself. And just like, even on that day when we was at Hackney Empire, all sat down, everyone's giving their opinion on yeah. the industry and just listening to him speak, mm. amazing. So when it comes to payments, I kind of think, you know what, there's, they, there's, there's a good side to the balance of not being recognised by everybody. Like, <laughs> when, I, when I used to leave, live in deep Hertfordshire, I could go to the local Sainsbury's man, in my pyjamas and slippers and no one would bat an eye. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No one's going to bring that their phone and be like, oh my God, that's Eddie Caddy. It would just be another guy <laughs> shopping. So they, they, there's a good side to it. But certainly, I think, um, you know, it's, for me, I've always, comedy has never been about being recognised, but more about uh, doing my part for mm. my culture, my mm. part for my community. And I think it's, 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 it's done its job so far. And that's what, that's what makes me happy about what I do. Yeah, I definitely think you have been one of the pioneers, at least, to do the most for the culture. Like, you know, um, I don't think a lot of people know that you're, you're the first Black British comedian to headline the O2. Let's not forget. <laughs> Give him his flowers. <laughs> Listen, do you know what? It's, it is so hard to have um, for these things to surface because like I've even been, um, I started these little uh, sort of, how would I call it, posts on my Insta stories, right? And yeah. they're basically summaries of what's going on in the media or, or you, know, uh, uh, you know, just like popular culture. And mm-hmm. you would find every four hours there's a new piece of information, there's a new story. I saw Drake um, posted something the other day or something came up on my, uh, my, my Explorer plate where Drake said his mum said to him there's a 72-hour rule which basically has helped him through fame, which meant if something came up about him, no matter how bad it is, the first yeah. day is going to be bad. The second day, it's going to go, you know, people won't talk about it so much. By the third day, they would have forgotten and someone yeah. else would be in the limelight. And mm. that's how he's been able to get through his career. So right. I looked at that and I thought, actually, it's true. Whenever we look at blogs and what's happening uh, on social media, 
Mm. It's like what they've just spoken about four hours ago is irrelevant. So I'm mm. like, in this day and age, me uh, having done the old Taruna 10 years ago, it is so irrelevant now to the people. But actually, in terms of just what is done for our community, yeah. it's, it's, still, it's still done its part. And I think those stories will be told in time. But right now, there's so much going on. Every two, so two days, two hours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when, when someone like yourself recognizes that, that makes me happy. That's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> I know. I know. How is exactly. that like for you? Oh man, we, we, we go back like 11, 10, 11 years now. Mm. It was so surreal. Um, I, was, I was always surrounded by people who was extremely audacious. Like my team, we were all students, um, you know, coming from Kingston University as a group of us who always wanted to do things bigger and better. And yeah. um, I was surrounded by a couple of Nigerians. Just <laughs> if, if you're surrounded by some, I've been a Congolese boy myself, I don't want to think about these Nigerians. They're very audacious, um, you know, as, as, uh, as loud as they can be, that yeah. energy is actually put towards something great. And I was convinced by my team to go for bigger heights and getting to the, doing the auto arena was always there so we can make extra noise for our community. The, mm. uh, the black comedy circuit, you know, used to pack out 5,000 capacity venues, yeah. 2,000 capacity venues, but they never mm. made it in the news. Our communities weren't getting um, what they deserved. And we just yeah. thought that we needed to scream louder, you mm. know, um, kind of be the Gen Z before the Gen Z. You yes. Know? And, uh, exactly. <laughs> and that was all we wanted to achieve. We just wanted people to recognize us and talk about us. And then, of course, the path of promoting it wasn't as straightforward as you would get a Peter K or uh, Michael McIntyre because they were mm-hmm. sell out in like an hour. It took, a, you know, the black community, they take the time because everyone's <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to wait for everyone else to say, I'm kind of going and on the day, like, we're going. And yeah. I'll never forget on the day, my dad said, Eddie, there's a car park named that. It says Eddie Caddy Car Park. And it is full. And I thought, all right, yeah, people have come, people have turned up last minute. But Aww. it was just such a memorable day. We had everybody that was in sort of the black entertainment scene and beyond who turned up. Those who were not so uh, exposed to our, uh, or had the opportunity to understand uh, what was going on in the black comedy circle, the entertainment scene, were also there to see it. So for me, I think it ticked the right boxes. And years later now, you know, with the rise of a lot of black entertainment, especially with, with the uh, uh, African diasporans and Afrobeats, Ota Arena has now become a second home for the Whiskers and yes. the, 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 the Burner Boys and the David Doe. They're selling it out like there's nothing. Yeah, like it's just, just, you know? just calm. Yeah, just, 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 just another thing. Just another Let's day. It's yeah, and I'm always happy to host it. Every time oh, I yeah. host it, I'm like, I'm getting home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically thing, your right? second home now. 100%. <laughs> um, what comedians inspired you? To get into the game, I'll be honest with you, Rich. Talk to I me. was never inspired by anybody to get into. The oh, game. Like, do I you know it. what? <laughs> it sounds it sounds arrogant, but I really don't mean it like that. I no. never thought I was going to go into comedy. I never sat there when I was that like, twelve years old, 30, 40, 50, even nineteen, mm. and they asked me what you wanted to do. It was never even going into television. It was almost like I wanted to work in production. That's what I studied at university. Oh, okay. I didn't need the technology. So one I of was my into people. Production. They, we're in there, we're in there. This is why you followed me. This, you, yes, you're not a stalker. <laughs> you knew what you was doing. And you was like, that's my guy. I'm never going to live that down, am I? <laughs> like, forever no, going to be any kind of stalker. No, I've got emergency down. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. Um, but yeah, so I, in hindsight though, mm. I love Laura and Hardy. Love Charlie Chaplin. Was mm-hmm. into uh, you know, the Ronnie Corbett's of this world. Loved Congolese um, um, comedians as well. They were more like, um, slapstick um, comedy and stuff so yeah. and I guess all those things because I was so in love with just watching them I guess they prepared me for what was to come later on but mm. I was at uni 
part of the African Caribbean Society, you know, as a spokesperson and eventually a president. But they asked me to host a showcase because just for fun. And the fun turned into something quite serious because different um, uh, students came from different unis. They literally saw me like just hosting the showcase for fun and putting on this strong African accent. And it was yeah. like, you are hilarious. You should host our showcase as well. And I remember these two girls coming up to me, right? I'm thinking, I think I must, I must have been like 19. They came up to me, they were like, hey, listen, that was so funny. We love the way you portrayed Africa, like, are, you, are you Nigerian? I'm like, no, I'm Congolese. But like, no, but you put such a strong Nigerian accent. Can you host our showcase as well at Bruno Uni? I said, yeah. Then they said, how much do you charge? And I thought, talk to me. Them times, you want to pay known, me? <laughs> student loan made you a millionaire them times. So you're like, yeah, you're oh yeah, you were falling with <laughs> Yo, I'm like, I'm like, charge. I'm like, yeah, 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 I charge, I charge. I'll get back to you. And yes. literally, that's what it was. But I, I never associated, you know, call, call me a fool, but I never associated people like Eddie Murphy, uh, mm. Bill Cosby, um, Steve Martin, Richard Price. I never connected these guys to stand-up comedy. Yeah. I just connected them to the actor, the Beverly Hills, you know, the Superman films and Harlem Nights and, you know, those kind of films, right? Yeah. So it was only when I got into stand-up that I started to really watch their comedy. So mm. I've always liked fun. I've always liked you know, uh, uh, talking about my culture, talking about being African. I guess the, the, the inspiration came more from the culture and the yes. funny people around me. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the things that set you aside from everyone, because I think from the jump, you have been waving the flag, the oh, continental yeah, African flag uh, <laughs> to the world. And you, yeah, yeah. I was mentioning to Adam, like, you made me feel like it's okay, like really comfortable to be African. Like, in a time when this was before Afrobeats was cool, like this was before that, we were yeah. okay and people was rocking natural hair. This is early doors. And it's like, it's taken a long journey. So I feel like you have always stayed true to that. I've admired it. And I just, I think you don't realize the impact that you had or that you have had on people. Um, but I would definitely say that is one thing that set you aside and made people. I really happy. appreciate that. I really appreciate it. It just goes back to what I was saying earlier about the recognition like for me it is that what you just said literally summarizes why i made what my purpose is um mm. because i am the first person to admit growing up as an african I'm, you know we're not we're not trying to bring out like, the violin here but <laughs> it was jamie you know I but it was just that like, you was looking for references yes 100 um, why why it was so cool why, why should i talk about congo why should i talk about nigeria or or talk about angola what is there mm. so good because actually you know, it, there was more exposure with, with our Caribbean siblings. Yes. So it was almost like, okay, cool. I now started traveling to Africa even more so. And I, 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 I loved Congolese music. I loved the mm. dance and I loved the food. I, loved I grew the up church. on Congolese music. Like, Wait, I'm where, what country are you from? I'm oh, this, it makes sense. So, so I, you know, yeah, so I am you you know, heavily, you know, the ding, 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 like that yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. like when I hear that, I'm off. Like, you know, that's. I like the thing, and you that made a great guitarist. That, that's, 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 that, that would have been an audition pass with flying. The ding, 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 yeah, they would have said, Do you know what, guys, we've got everything we needed. That's the best. This is the best Ugandan beatboxer we've ever met. Yes, <laughs> I'm repping. Someone's got to do it. I'm repping yeah. so hard. But you know what? It's, it's true. It's that though. It's, it, it was just saying to people, guys, like, 
do you not understand how special we are? We've got so much to give to the yes. world. Do you know what? I'm out, out, I'll do my part. And, and it was that. It wasn't, I didn't even overthink it, but mm. it's just watching people's reaction over the years and realizing, no, actually, we are special and we, mm. we, are, we have contributed so much to the global culture that we mm. need to take pride in that and, and make sure our children continue this story. 100%. That's the most important thing, you know? And that's, that's why comedy is, and entertainment is so special to me. And as, you know, being African, Africans don't really rate entertainment like that. They don't put it alongside <laughs> all the other scholared, uh, educated uh, workplaces. Yes. But actually, when you now look at a doctor, you look at a politician and then you put a comedian next to that, in the 21st century, it's like, okay, we have as much influence mm. and we played a massive role. Look at Burner Boy winning the Grammys and now being received by the governor of his yeah. city of Port Harcourt. Like, like, you know, he's, he's come back as a national hero. And mm. that's what entertainment does. That's what yeah. it really does. Have you got anyone at the moment that you're, um, like the next generation that you rate or that you're really excited about? Oh, that is such a beautiful question, man. Oh, man. They, they, do you know what I like? I like... I like this generation because they are go-getters. They're not waiting for anybody. Albeit, as a bit of a hater, I'm like, yeah, because you've got social media, you don't have to go. But also on the backs of us millennials. Like, let's not... 100%. Like they just woke Thank up you very and much. it was there. Thank you. Okay, we've, we've put in a shift. So we put you in can, a shift. So you we can put run, in a shift. okay? Exactly. Like, please, exactly. Please and I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Don't, don't say that. I'm, about, I'm, glad, I'm glad we've got two haters. Just I'm, not, I'm not bitter either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I like that. I like the, that they're so aggressive. They are go-getters. They're creating their own stories. Um, I'm a big admirer of Chunks. Um, oh, yeah. And, and one of the reasons why is because of where he's from, you know, um, being from East Africa, Somaliland as Another well. Another one. And All just, right. and you know, well, there you go. And, and just seeing how he's been able to raise the profile uh, for his people as well. And, you know, the next person who's from Somaliland or even Somalia or who's even from Ethiopia or Eritrea, you know, mm. the Djibouti, that part of the world, can yes. be like, we can also do it. You know, because mm. if you speak to the average person from his part of the world, they'll be like, we didn't get a look in back in the day. Yeah. You know? So when I watch his story and how natural he is and how he's been himself, I mm. totally, totally admire that. You know, seeing, um, you know, the Michael Dappers of this world, um, yes. you know, the way Michael Dapper has, has come through over the years, just being himself, is, is, is absolutely uh, a beautiful thing. And that generation just continues to grow. You watch it like, I'm a big fan of, of Tom Mucci, you know? Oh, I love now, Tom Mucci. Like, yeah, he started, he started from the vines of this world. A, a be I said beautiful dancer. I use the word beautiful because he really shows the passion. Being an Ivorian boy, and I know Ivorians can dance, yeah. but he really showed the passion for the culture from early as well, picked mm. up on that. So you've got those, you've got the, the don't jealous me um, yeah. of, of, of this world, you know? So these are, these are like, like great young talents that needs to be uh, put up there. But I'm also a great fan of Zizi. I mm. think, you know, I've known Zizi from, from a long time. Uh, yeah. She's been controversial, but she's been herself. There's yeah. moments where I go, Zizi, you're crazy. But once again, <laughs> she's taking my time into her own hands. So this generation of, the, you know, these young people that are coming through, mm. it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. And I, I'm, I'm like you, sometimes Gen Z will do something and I'm like, yes, I don't have the energy but someone needs to. Thank you very Thank much. You I support exactly. you. I'll support you from where I'm. Yeah. Hold the button. Hold the button <laughs> and she'll go. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to make my protein shake. I'm going to make a you cup are. of tea. Yeah. You, do, you, you do you. It's I, great. See, I support I, I'm, you. I'm glad somebody gets it. <laughs> no, you know, I'm tired, man. I got, I haven't got that energy anymore. Listen, you know? I laugh. 
laugh every time. That's that's the reason why I do these summaries on my story now. I literally summarize. I go for the blogs. I'm one of those people that I'll start commenting on the blog and I delete. I said no. Oh my god, I'm no. Ed, I don't know how fun. people have time. You know, and it's like you see something and you're like, who's got? I'm just like, meh. Okay. Listen, excuse me. Um, it's been fun. That's the thing I look at that. I will keep, we'll keep that moving. I'm going to do my summary on my page and keep it moving because I do not want no comebacks. <laughs> Next minute you'll find You're yourself You're not ready for the, the clapback. Yo, you'll find yourself on that shade barrel and you're jogging, <laughs> minding your own business. You're jogging and you tripped up next to your pigeon and that's it, you're done. So, nah, I don't want that. No, thank you. You don't want that shade barrel smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so, you being a very energetic, busy person, how have you found yeah. 2020, 2021, the slowing down pace and just yeah. Yeah. all of that, all of that? Do you know what? When people ask me, how has it been for you? Lockdown and you know, COVID, I literally say, you should ask lockdown how it's been for lockdown because I've been giving lockdown a hard time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been giving COVID a hard time. That's, I see I, you. that's the vibe I've been on. Do you I know what? I, I've, I've chosen peace, Rach. I have. I've chosen peace. And I think, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's, been, that's been my motto, man. Is that what you, I've chosen peace. I'm laughing I'm like, because I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I'm, no, yeah, literally, you know what? The there's nothing we can be. There's nothing we can do about it. People are like, oh, when's Uncle Boris going to let us out? When's Uncle Boris? I'm like, first of all, he's not my uncle. Let's start there, yeah? So, he don't care you know, about he, you. He, he's not my uncle. He's not my uncle, so I don't even worry about it. My uncle takes care of me, you know? So he yeah. can't be Uncle Boris. But exactly. like, at the same time, it's also appreciating because a lot of people, I've got, I've got friends, and I've got family friends who we've lost along the way as well, and I've got friends who have lost like their parents and stuff, mm. and I've come to realise just being able to wake up the next day, I have the opportunity to change the narrative and to tell your story is a blessing. I have a three-year-old daughter. I've had an opportunity yeah. oh. to stop travelling as much and spend yeah. more time with her. That's a blessing. And yeah. I've been able to actually, um, you know, plan things that I've not had the opportunity to plan, the things that I want to do in the future. It just made me think a lot more. Mm. And you know what? And try to lose my daddy belly. Rach, if I told you... How, <laughs> yo, listen. If I told you how much I've... I've, been, I've never watched... So many uh, six packs ab videos on YouTube. <laughs> if you look at my you history, and I, both. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not eating avocado. I couldn't even spot avocado before. Now I'm eating avocados. Please, I'm I like, well avocado. done, Eddie. That's a... I, I hated it. I promise you, I hated you. avocado. I promise you, I was one of those. I'm like, no, there's no life in it. But now I understand why I need it's it. Life. I understand it's why life. I need my broccoli so this world, oats, yeah. milk, those things, those little things, and. Yeah. If it was, and I'm jogging, I'm doing my 5Ks, my 10Ks. Okay. I've been yeah. in Ghana. I was in Congo for a month um, oh, nice. working on a documentary, actually, as okay. well. So, yeah, a lot has happened. I are, can't you see to, are you able to talk about the documentary or? Yeah, I can give you, I can give you a little insight. It's, it's going to span over two, three years. I really want to take my time with it because, you know, Congo is a massive country. But the idea here is to encourage diasporans to be able to go back home. Those yes. who have a different outlook on, on, on Africa not just Congo, to be able to go back home and invest and, and, and just have a look. Not everyone should be able to move back, but if you can, move back and have an opportunity. Yeah. So for me, I've grown up, I've grown up in, in a society that has relied on mainstream media too much, a little too much to tell our mm -hmm. stories. And mm -hmm. I feel like instead of complaining about it, we're now in a do position something. to do something. So I've gone, I went back to Kinshasa, the capital of DRC, for a month with a few of my friends and we basically started filming different aspects the good the bad and the ugly and mm -hmm. just the opportunity that arise but congo is so big we yeah. want to be able to go across to lubumbashi in the in the southeast in the north in the south and that's going to take a long time so mm -hmm. the documentary is really there 
to be able to talk about Africa through the eyes of Congo because I totally yes. believe it's one of the most important uh, territories in the world and the, the, it's, its story has not been told properly yet. and I'm not saying I'm going to tell the give the best version but I'm definitely going to make sure I do my part so I, that's what I've been working on so the first trip we came up with a lot of footages that we've been working on and we've set up a social media page that oh. um, um, that actually puts little snippets and I'll, I'll share yeah. that with you yes. yeah it's called it's called official Esika Esika means place location territory in my language lingala mm -hmm. so like we we've set that up and the idea is to just put little one minute sound bites to give people an idea of what we're working on without giving mm. too much too away much okay. so it's quite brilliant because you chose the film we're going to talk about we'll get into but yeah. there's literally only been like two main films three now about uh uganda and i and that's one of the reasons why i myself would want to go home and tell a different type of story or maybe you know there just you my story there you um, go we're rising we're, we're getting there 100 um, <laughs> percent. but yeah 100 percent. i do i agree i totally agree and i, I, I mean look we, we will get into it but mm. uganda is one of my one of my favorite um locations in the world i've Aww. been i've been going there for the last probably i think like seven eight years now i made some really good friends um you know so yeah for sure i i, I when i go to uganda and I go to like, you know, Kenya or I mean, Tanzania, you know, mm. and then I go Lagos or Accra. Like, I just feel like I'm home. The stories 100%. are the same. It's like, yeah. I can't believe people can't see what's happening. I can't mm -hmm. believe they can't see the development and the things, but everyone just wants to talk about the dictators. They want to talk about, the, you know, the, the, the poverty and the negativity, but actually every country has negativity. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. country, you just go and leave London, even in London, go to certain <laughs> parts. They, they don't show that part, go to certain yeah. parts of the UK, they don't. So I think everybody deserves a, a chance to be able to tell their stories. I totally agree. Black Ink Cinema is all about celebrating black cinema. And you chose a film that's very close to my home, which is Last King of Scotland. And for those of you who haven't watched Last King of Scotland, it's about a Scottish doctor who wants to rebel against his, his father and the life that's kind of set out ahead of him. And he travels all the way to Uganda randomly and wants to set up shop there and just have an adventure. Um, he has an adventure, okay? Um, but you tell us why you chose Last King of Scotland. So many reasons. I mean, we could be here all night. Mm. Um, but one of the reasons is because I'm from Congo and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm from a country that suffered from dictatorship. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I can relate with that story. Uh, and you know, uh, Congo and Uganda have a very close knit history, even up until now. Mm. You know, um, and 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 having gone to Uganda so many times, it's so funny, and it gives me shivers even talking about it now. The journey that I've taken from, like, uh, you know, that you have Kampala, the capital city, but I've gone to a place called Jinja, which I'm I'm sure you know, know. very well, and, and that's you know that's like on the other side, but Jinja is basically the opening of the river now, and a lot of people don't. Don't that's really where know my family's this, you know? from. That's where, family. There you go. So it's like just that journey. And one of my good friends, a guy called Patrick Salvador, he's one of the biggest comedians in Africa now. Um, yeah. You know, he would he, he took us on that trip. And just the journey along the way and stopping by the roadside and getting those, you know, sort of a roasted a plantain with the, the chicken. And you know what I'm talking about. You <laughs> are. Sorry, sorry. Listen. Sorry. Did you have some more are you crazy? They would have nice. deported me if I didn't have it. What's the point of it? And when I watched this film, I could connect those happy moments in the film, you know. And Forrest Whitaker is one of my favourite actors. And he, oh, yeah, I think he brilliant. nailed it. I think he nailed this film. Yeah. Um, your 
obviously from Congo and you came here when you were eight, is the reason why you picked the film because it reminds you of home in a weird way? One million percent, 100 percent. Any film that is like that, I mean, we haven't got a great uh, um, sort of um, cinematic industry in Congo, right? And I, and, I, and I hope to be one of the people that helps to revitalize that. We've got like two films, I think, like that has come out of Congo, like, you know, stories yeah. that have been told, exactly. So when I watch um, these kind of stories, and, and I, I remember a couple of years back, years ago, actually, maybe over 10 years ago, um, it, there's a film I watched, a young Sherry Silver, the choreographer, was in this film called Africa United, and it, it told a okay. story about these young kids that mm. traveled from their country, from Rwanda, all the way to South Africa during the World Cup, but yes. it deals with HIV. But just the story, the, 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 the sort of cinematography captures the essence of Africa, you know, yes. all, all our major wonders and, and it was so picturesque. So and beautiful. The, the, the terrain was beautiful. So when I watch these kind of stories, it takes me back home. It, it reminds yeah. me of the trips I would take with my grandparents and, you know, the, 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 the scenery you will see in the countryside and even when you go across anywhere in Africa. So that's one of the reasons why I, I, I enjoyed uh, this film so much. Mm. Um. As a Ugandan, and every time I, you know, someone asks you where you're from, and they say, and I say I'm Ugandan, they're like, oh, idiot It's like it yeah. just, you know, painful. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the only yeah. person from Uganda, yeah. and I feel like, yeah. you know, how important do you think it is for this story to be told? I think it is extremely important. I need to be, and for it to be told from different points of views. Listen. I'm from Congo. We had Mobutu Seseko. Mobutu was a detail for over 32 years. Mm. And everyone will have a different version. There are people who were extremely happy that Mobutu had, uh, you know, left power. But then there were people who, are, till today, wish he was still alive because they had enjoyed uh, Congo in a different way when he was there. So everyone's got different opinions because they had different experiences. And when you watch this film, you mm. see that. You understand why some people will were, were extremely happy, you know, to see him go. And then while other people were celebrating him coming into power and those people, whilst he was in power, that were there in every single party that I put on. So I think, you know, these stories, a story like this is supposed to also trigger uh, a conversation because mm. people will be like, oh, Idi Amin, you know, what a great presence he had. You know, look how he, he looked after people at the same time, but also, well, he was, he was, a, he was a, a real killer. But then, you want to speak to the average Ugandan, give the average Ugandan an opportunity to be able to do how their family personally were affected. Yes. You know, were, were they affected in a good way or the, were they affected in, in, a, in a bad way? Mm. Give the people that actually lived that a chance yeah. and the people who are living the repercussions of that a chance to speak. So it's a political um, mm. a story, but at the same time also it's a very social story as well. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. I feel like when they come to telling these African stories, it's mm. always through the gaze of like a, a European person. Right. And so obviously it's James McAvoy's character that we're following the story from. Yeah. The actual story is based on a novel um, of this person who wrote yeah. this uh, interaction with Idi Amin. Um, yeah. And it's loosely based on this guy, uh, Bob Astle, sorry, and who some of the things are true, some of the things are not true, um, yeah. you have an affair, but again, I would prefer it like you for the story to be told through a Ugandan's eyes for sure, um, for and sure. how that affected, whether it's positive or negative, that person and, and, and that story, because I'm sure there's millions, you know, I grew up and I heard all these things from my mom and my aunties and uncles. And so I had all of these like preconceived ideas and right, things. right. So when I watched the film, 
I don't know. I felt it didn't feel fully true. That makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just I felt mean, like you know it's very westernized and and whatnot. Um, and so I have different opinions or thoughts about what I'm with. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> I'm with you on that. Um, and one and you know you touched up on that point where you know like with Bob Astor, from what I've read, it was actually three different people, right? And I mm. think they were all advisors or doctors yes. and they actually used uh, those three people to summarize uh, the character of Nicholas yes you know yeah. so uh, and and it's and it's like but once again going back to why I'm doing uh, my documentary because people from the outside and, and I mean that in the most romantic way mm. people from the outside are always telling our stories and it's yeah. time that we told the stories you know from uh, from inside looking out because yeah. we experience it you know, we experience the aftermath, the after effects. And when you watch this film, I think the character of Forrest Whitaker actually doesn't appear as much in the film as you think. When you watch it and you actually break yeah, it down yeah. in terms of breaking down the film, you don't see Idi mm. Amin as much in that film. You actually follow Nicholas, you follow the, yeah. the James McAvoy uh, character. So once again, he becomes a victim. It's all about him. It's all about yes. his decision, his experience, what mm. he wants to do. He went into uh, to work at a, a, a hospital in the villages and suddenly it's like, oh, the glam life of, of Kampala is calling me. I need yes. to, I'm going to work with this because, you know, from the, the offset, this, this broad character of Idi Amin appears mm. and the way he's introduced to him is a guy that set the country free. So then yeah, this guy- very charismatic. Exactly, very charming. And Jay, you know, Nicholas is like, yes, I, I want to know this guy. I, you know, J the Gillian Anderson, character um mm. sarah i believe it's yeah. it's almost like look i'm, I'm here to focus on the people yeah that been yeah don't get don't She's get very, carried don't away get caught up. All of that. exactly mm. don't get carried away but he's like no like you see where i'm coming from look at my household look at my parents like yeah i, I would have died in that house this is the excitement that i'm looking for right yes but then because we see everything through that we don't get to see what idea mean has been getting up to yes. for example there's a there's a part in the film when he um, he finds out, you know, uh, Nicholas finds out one or two things that he's been told about what's been going on. So he's in the office with the president. Mm. And uh, and I think Idi Amin just bought him a new car, right? Yes. And he's bought me this new car and he's like, you're going to take me to the airport with a new car, whatever. But, you know, Nicholas is asking him, yo, what's happening? I'm hearing a few people have been killed and I'm hearing all these people yeah. getting decapitated. He just brushes like, it off. He just brushes it off. He's like, my guy, you have a new car, come and drive me. But you can mm. see, once again, no, we want to know. We want to know what's going on here. Yeah. You know, we want to know why your wives have got so much fear in their face. We want to know all these things, you know? But don't you think that's quite typical in the sense of, and I think they were trying to touch upon it a little bit in the film, the, the, the Western, the white man when he's coming to Uganda, for example, yeah. doesn't really want to concern him with all of that. He just wants to no. enjoy it. And I think one of them... Who worked for the British? The one yeah, who, who worked for the British Embassy? And yeah, he kind yeah. of touched right. upon it. Like you're just here to have fun and take what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and keep it moving. Act like you're here for anything other than to get what you want from, yeah. from here. Um, yeah. And I think without knowing that they had done that, they kind of portrayed that character quite well in the sense of like he didn't really care that when he was snitching that that person was going to get killed without getting facts right. Do you get what I'm trying to say? 100%. Doing that he, thing he, for that, him is just the power. It's the yeah. power. He was abusing the power. Mm. You know the, the the what's really interesting about how that film is uh, that, that that film is sort of like portrayed and conveyed a message. 
the shots in between, you know, when they cut to the, the montage of them in parties, yes, you know, yeah. and you'll see, you'll see, um, you'll see the James McAvoy character just with different women in the club and having mm -hmm. fun, and then it will slow down on the scene where he catches, um, you know, yeah. the, uh, the the president, no, no. the president advisor, right? Yeah, They're kind of talking to the white guy. Mm. Those are the moments when you realize, no, he's just he's there for the fun. He's a yeah. young guy. He just yeah. finished medicine school. Like he doesn't really care until until it kind of affects him. That's when it's yes. like, oh my God, I've got to make things, things Which happen. is the end. <laughs> which, is, which is literally the end. But during that time when so much is going on, it's, and once again, even at the end, when, you know, Dr. Uh, uh, what's it, Dr. Junju, I believe, says to him, the one who oh, says him at the yeah, end, David right? Oh, yeah, David Oyelowo's. David a character says, you know, go, he said, go back home and tell the people what you've seen. Because yeah. you are white, they'll believe you. Oh, that line. That line was everything. That is. The, that was that, facts. That summarizes. That summarizes the African story and what facts. we've been through. He said, "You're white. They'll believe you because they will never believe us. They will never listen yeah. to our story. They just think, yeah, we just want to come to the UK or we'll go to France or go mm -hmm. to America just because because of the fun of it." Yeah. A lot of us wanted to stay in Congo. Yes. If we had the right, the opportunity to educate ourselves and have our nice, peaceful houses and enjoy our restaurants, mm -hmm. we didn't come here and and want to just stay and be here forever. We're not begging to be here. It's because we have to understand one thing. I always say, people ask me, what's your ultimate goal? I say, my ultimate goal is to make the Congo that my parents left a better place for them to go back to. Because mm -hmm. actually, what mm -hmm. the trick has always been is for people who are not African Ooh. to go to Africa, destabilize us a little bit. So then we have, then they act as the heroes. They're, hey, sorry about your country, guys, but we're here for you. The so then we come and beg them. Exactly. So this is what this film was all about. And it's like, you watch it and you think, we've got so many dictators, right? How have you guys saved us from these guys? For those people who know history, Uganda's a quite young nation, just like a lot of countries in Africa, right? I think Ethiopia is the only one that hasn't been colonized. Yeah, there's Ethiopia and Liberia, but that's, that's a different yes. circumstance. Yeah. Exactly. And so we only got independence in 62. Before Idi Amin, there was only two presidents who weren't standing for too long. And so who puts him in this power? Again, it's the Thank empire, you. the British Empire. So they yep. put these people in these positions to use as puppets. Um, but then what ends up happening is these puppets uh, form their own ideas. And they're 100%. like, no, I want to do things my own way. And then it's like, oh, we need to discard him. He's not, he's not following the rules. He's not he's following not, yeah. what we asked him to do. And so they're becomes a dictator because now he feels attacked from all corners and I'm not making excuses for Idi Amin at all. I'm just saying it's a setup. <laughs> the whole, no, the but, whole no, no, but, but Rich, that's a big massive point though. Mm -hmm. When you say, you know, obviously you're not there to defend him, but let's look at it this. That's the part that we can't ignore. This is the reason 100%. why one thing, I, one thing I like about the film is how they show his vulnerabilities. The yeah. moments, every opportunity we get is a, they called him this crazy madman in mm. a cannibalist and all that. Yeah, okay. But then you watch his the, the nightmares that he was having, the issues mm. that you know he was worried about the fact that everybody's trying to attack him. Mm. He say he was worried about the fact that he had traitors within his camp, mm. right? And so when you paranoid. look at this, this is why these people they get into power, and some of them want to do good, mm. but then because they realize once I've got this power, if I get become weak again, I will die straight away. Yeah. So they, they hold on, they hold on to dear life because, mm. as far as they're concerned, it's like there is no other way for me to survive this, right? Mm. So I think, I think with with Idi Amin, when you watch that, it's like everybody else. The taste power we've had that with Mobutu. We, you know, we eventually had that with, with Kabila in Congo after that as well, you know, mm. and you're currently having that with Museveni in, 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 in Uganda. So it's like, they years, power. Years to go. 
a lot of people <laughs> are put into it's the truth they're put into positions and it's like yes. if i let go you know I'm, I'm finished but actually at the same time also i want to help my people i don't want to be ruled by these people that put me into power so it's a tug of war and then they mm. go crazy and they and literally so want to cool. die on the throne these so-called dictators were trained by the British Empire. One hundred percent. I think I think that's what people like totally forget. Like he was educated and trained by the British yeah, yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah. He makes that very so clear. You, this is this is your making, you know. And yeah. it's it's like, what did you think? So it's again, like you mentioned earlier, to destabilize, to keep yeah. us in the position where we are, yeah. and yeah. to keep us needing the West and what. And, Listen, and so forth. It's the oldest trick in the book. We've mm -hmm. seen it. Uh, once you understand and master, master it, you find peace in trying to resolve the issue. In trying to, and I, that's why I think it's so important to educate um, mm. the, the generation that's coming. Film, films like these needs to be shown a lot more. There needs to be more stories on, on the, the uh, you know, pe pe people who are, have been quite significant, very significant, the Kwame Nkrumahs of this world, the Thomas mm. Sankaras of, 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 of this world, because these people played a role in showing mm. what could be if mm. we all unite what could be if we were mm. so uh, a lot more selfless you know and there, there's a part in in the film when um like he gets <laughs> oh man when Idi Amin says to uh, to to Nicholas right he says i'm going to libya for the weekend yes. basically and i've got you know i've got this big meeting that i'm doing and i wanted to cover it and so what's the meeting it's, it's just because you have good taste you can help me and good and common sense nicholas has no idea what, what he's getting himself into so he walks into this meeting thinking yeah you know it's gonna be something like shameful. a big man like a big man he walked in that and meeting he, he walked in that meeting and, and he finds himself with foreign ministers and the, of, of austria and israel and all and then suddenly realized oh Hey, this is not. But even then, Idi Amin still like, yeah, you know, you are the man to do it. And that, that, you know, these are the stories of why there's been such collapse. Um, um, you know, with, with a lot of our countries and our nations. Like Mobutu was in that same situation where you know some of some of the people that he chose as advisors had no experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and don't quickly... you feel like that scene was the epitome of white privilege? Like to walk through a room, like you just said yes, and then you find out that these are super important people from around the world. Most yeah. of us would be like, oh wait, I'm I'm gonna need. I don't belong. I don't belong here. I don't know but, what you lot are all about. But he was like, yeah. okay. Carry on, keep it going. I agree with that. But then there's the other side of Idi Amin. Remember, Idi Amin would be like, today he's cool with him, the next day he's crazy. Yes. Why didn't you tell me? Yes. That, you know, right? You should have told me not to get rid of the, 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 the yes. Asian community. I yes. did tell you. So, it, so it's almost it's like, like you didn't persuade me. Thank you. So that's a madman you're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to walk in there. I, I'm looking at it from his point of view. He's not going to walk in there and go, Actually, I need to leave because this weekend, if I leave, this guy's gonna kill me. But, <laughs> but I but don't is even at that time he realizes how crazy Idi Amin is. Uh, even Amin, at that I think time. He, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what, what it is though, even though there is that balance of white privilege, at the same time, what he does realize though is that Idi Amin is charming mm. and it's quite convincing, and that's yeah. enough to make Nicholas do all these things, right? But mm. the white privilege, of course, because you can what you see. And I see it even, even now, when you go to Congo, there's parts of Congo that all you see is white people. Mm. All you see is, is Lebanese people. And you're like, our oh, people don't even have access to this part. And this is the most yes. beautiful part. I went yes. to the golf club in Kinshasa, which is in the city. It's not even in the countryside. It's mm -hmm. in the city. And you go in there, you see the Chinese, China man. You see the white guy from oh, Brussels or, or Paris. And you're like, our people don't have access to it. So it's like, that's been happening for a very long time. So mm. when, you, when you watch these things, you kind of realize, 
our people do give the white man the power at the same 100%. time. 100%. We do have, like, we can't, I always say, if you keep blaming foreigners coming in, you're, you're not giving yourself enough props. You're not giving yourself enough power. We have mm -hmm. to hold accountability as well. And when you watch this film, you realize, because you've got a madman who's in power, he's given so much power to these people. Yes. You know, that he's, he's, a, he's like, okay, let's call the, 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 the sort of uh, uh, global press where Nicholas said, you should call the global press to come so you can you know make it give your, uh, clean up your reputation and yeah. you watch that scene and his thing is like as long as the white people say good things about me yeah, yeah i'll be okay yeah these are these this is the balance this is what kills us every time mm. you know you we never see, internalize you do see constantly that he does want that validation he does want to be liked he does want to be loved um he's got this weird like love and hate relationship with the British Empire. So he kind yeah, of wants yeah. to show them like, who's the boss? Like he talks, he says a few times in there, like, you know, I'm the only one to show them and, you know, look, yeah. look at us. And he aligns himself with the Scottish and he gave himself His admiration. that weird title of being the last King of Scotland, which, I, you know, that was kind of- well, he's, giving, <laughs> he called, he's called his children Campbell and Mackenzie. And Mackenzie. <laughs> But I, I say that's the that's the uh, the effects of colonialism. Like he doesn't even 100%. understand. Like, he, just, 100%. he doesn't even understand what. That have you means, been to Scotland? Like, you're naming your child Mackenzie. You know what's great? No, but you know what? The funny thing when you watch because he was so closely, they said you know Edmund was actually so closely attached to the Scottish. Apparently, he fought with them or something like that. But mm. it's like once again, it's the same as you know Mobutu. Once again, Mobutu was in the is he was in the army. Yeah. And, you know, and he was, he was really attached to the, the, the Belgians. And one thing he did was he wanted to get rid of all the European names. He wanted to get rid of the, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the European way of, of dressing and make sure we kind of took back our African names. And mm -hmm. he, st he started well. But at some point, once again, he wanted to show off his riches by buying all these villas. Yes. in the Western world, in Switzerland and in all these places. And th this is the mistake that, you know, our our presidents and our leaders have made but that's because the person that puts you into in power is the person who's going to lead you exactly. if the remote control switches the tv on the remote control is going to switch it off it's exactly. as simple as that right so this is that's why i am so passionate about raising future leaders from young yeah if, we, if that mentality changes we're going to see a major change in africa because we have no excuse now in a mm. way where we're exposed so much we're educated to where the world should be we're educated in our own history and our value um and you know back then in those days when you're watching when you're watching last king of scotland you're looking at the, the only piece of information you have on these countries is you have to be on ground mm. imagine imagine the doctor telling telling nicholas go and tell your people but imagine if the shade bar i put that up or what's going on there. <laughs> It's a whole different conversation. You shut down you know? in minutes. <laughs> shut it down, man. Shut it down. When you're watching all these marches people are doing when it comes to the BLM movements, you know, whether yes. you have your opinion on the one world or the other, the main mm. thing is young people marching on behalf. Watch mm. NSARS, the NSARS situation in Nigeria. Young mm. people once again taking control and using social media to make sure mm. the world hears. They didn't have it back then. We've yes. got it now and we sh our story should be different, right? And I think also because of technology, um, you're able to get information a lot quicker and true. Exactly. Like, you know, you're, you're, exactly. you know, the lies don't last too long before, you know, someone's like, nope, I got, I got a video. <laughs> Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. And then you're just like, yeah. oh my God. So people are not getting away with as much murder as they, as yeah, they, yeah, exactly. obviously we've still got some way to go. Um, but, you know. But leaders are behaving themselves um, a lot more now. Like leaders are like, they, they, because 
the world is watching it because mm. there is so much pressure. In Congo, we had one channel when Mobutu was in power. Wow. There's one channel. Yeah, you weren't, you know, everything went through the same channel. You know, wow. he will uh, open the day, he will close the day. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a real emperor type of uh, approach, you know. So, like, and, and even now, a lot of countries on the continent, you know, state-run channels are really like that. They really keep an eye. I mean, it happens here also, but they do mm. it in a very sort of uh, sophisticated way where you don't realize that actually one person or two people are controlling the media. There is a bit, it's just more, a bit more apparent, like this yeah. is actually this is what's, happening. What, what's happening. But, you know, back then, Idi Amin is coming to our town. Whoa, it, look, everyone's rushing. Look at the way Nicholas yeah. and Sarah, you know, they, they rushed to go and watch this guy. He's up yeah. there close and personal. You know, mm. these are the things that um, made him more powerful because it was what he said. It was what he wanted to put out there, you know. I think there was a moment when, um, the, I, I can't remember the guy's character, the other white guy, the, the British, the English guy, who was like, look, they're not even hiding these massacres anymore. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. They are now just feeding them, feeding them, yeah, just leaving them in the open, feeding them to, uh, uh, to, to crocodiles. But yeah. that's because they could, because where's the camera? No one, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. No one's really showing that. Newspapers, yeah. What's about even that? Not everyone's got access to that. So they had, you know, he, he, they sort of had the, the, the privilege to mm. get away with a lot on both sides. So the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. player had the privilege, but the white man also had the privilege to just be able mm. to go there, do whatever he wants to do and keep it moving. Corruption on both sides. It's crazy. Boris Whitaker and James McAvoy did a brilliant job. I think like their performances were fantastic. And I think for me, that's what put James for me on the, on the map. Um, yeah. I really loved how Boris Whitaker picked up all the little mannerisms. His accent was yeah, a, little bit, a little bit off. As you yeah. do, I can tell. We do these really funny things in the way we pronounce certain things, and it's quite comical. And I just think that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah, that was can. missing. Yeah, um, you guys, you, you, you drag your ass. <laughs> yeah, you really drag. <laughs> you exaggerate everything. Everything. Everything, everything is in capital letters. You know? <laughs> the shop, eh? Everything is so like hard. That's why I love Anne Kansima so much because she really depicts that, that Ugandan uh, accent. But you know, with Forrest Whitaker, um, I, I watched some interviews where they say like method, he took method acting to another level. Like he was, he stayed in character even oh, um, wow. when they weren't when they weren't filming. Um, so like David O'Hara said that he said you know you go speak to him and he will give you that that idiom reaction. Like, ah. but he was he was even trying to learn some Swahili as well. So when you watch that, I mean, this is an Oscar-winning performance, and it's because he really, because look, we're living in the days now where everybody's like, and it's how ironic is it, a Ugandan boy. <laughs> In Daniel Kaluuya plays an African American character, Can and we... they start slapping him left, right, and centre. But then an African American character won the Oscar by playing a Ugandan um, person, right? So we, I, I don't think, I think, I think it's, it's, it's pointless when we talk about those things because we're all the same people. We are all cultured. We're all uh, black. We're all siblings. But we just have these domestics that we need to fix because we're not helping anybody. And that's why I get so annoyed, especially when it comes from like the older peers. So Samuel yeah, Jackson yeah, 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 yeah. saying that should not, Daniel should, not, not should not be doing that because this should is someone who he obviously would look up to you and respects your opinion. And for you to do that is really disheartening. I felt like he was yeah. saying that about me when he was saying that to Daniel. I mean, I hold Daniel very like, you know, that's my I think yeah, that is, you know, Daniel, my point. Yo, and Daniel, for yeah. you to double standard what you're saying it doesn't make any sense you know because if that's the case then feel the same have the same energy when energy for everybody else like, and i love what daniel said when he got interviewed daniel was on an interview and they asked him and he, and he said what would you say to those people because i don't say anything i listen 
And I, I know that. You know okay, that because okay. I listen. I get it. But I was, you know, I had a, uh, I had a conversation with Daniel a few years ago, and he was telling me that it was actually he actually was like, look, I'm working on a few things. One of them is is based going to Chicago to. Um, but he couldn't give too much information. But one thing he said, yeah. he, he wants to make sure the films that he's doing really serves the community, serves our people. That's he's what he stands for. He's definitely doing know? that. And exactly. I love that. I absolutely and acting, admire that. And what is acting? I think you're supposed to honor people who are so far... <laughs> Literally, it's in the name. From, <laughs> so far removed from the person they're trying to depict. That's what you'll be like, you are so good at this. Like, yes. ask me, if you told me to act as an Ikea table, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> if I become the Ikea table, I think I'm the greatest actor that's ever lived. If there's no point of me being an Ikea table and acting as an Ikea, that, that does, that, that yes. just, you know what I mean? It takes away the whole point. So I think that conversation is a deep conversation, but you know, we're, we're constantly reminded that there's people that have played, have played these roles and mm. you're like, do you know what? Listen, the accent might be a little bit off. You know, people talked about Black Panther and stuff, but we have to watch, look at the bigger story. These stories have been told and the conversations are coming off the back of these stories because we can't keep leaving it to everyone to tell these stories, which is why for me, I believe, you know, uh, Congo needs to rise. Congo has a lot of stories, mm. not just the Lumumbas of this, of, of this world or the Kimbangus exactly. of this world, but there's so much more that we need to tell. And so does Uganda, so does Burkina Faso, yeah. you know, so does Tanzania. So we have to take matters into our own hand and tell our stories even more. I totally agree um, because it's quite frustrating when we hear like I was really excited I was like oh a story about Uganda woo woo and yeah, then yeah, it was yeah. like the story about Uganda you know yeah 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 got the one um, Entebbe the one about the airport yeah right right the airport yeah, yeah, yeah. again a yeah. negative one and 100%. then you know Queen of Quetoya came and I was like yes Ooh, you know let's go let's go we're, we're getting there slowly but surely that's literally three films and it's like Uganda has so much more to offer. Like, there guys, is so much more. You know what's, what is so hilarious? This is this God's honest truth, right? This, this is a, like a real thing. When we was on our way to Ginger, on that, in that car, we had, um, it was a few of us uh, comics. There's a comedian from South Africa. There was one from uh, Zimbabwe who's based in America, mm -hmm. right? Um, and was making our way to Ginger. But the, the guy from South, South Africa, came with his friend who is also a comic but he's a writer so on our way he was like yo listen i'm writing we're writing a lot of stuff for netflix and stuff and he wrote he's the one the guy who wrote queen sono that's become oh, wow. the first netflix um you know Af african original right yeah and we were talking about stories he's like listen we've got so many stories that we need to write he goes look at this trip this trip was in the car you know it, we we went through the rooftop we were looking at the journey it was like do you know the stories you can tell? It's about just the journey from, from Kampala to Ginger. Just that story yeah. alone. The story yeah. you, can talk, you can tell about uh, the river now you know, mm. the, and the, the mouth of the now. Just yeah. those stories alone. And you know, then, then there is the interactions of, 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 of Gandhi and Uganda. People don't really know about mm. those parts. So it's like, there's so much to tell. And yeah, you know, the music. In the film, there's a bit where the party begins, right? And there's a Congolese band. For those who understand Lingala, you can hear the Lingala music. That was my playing. childhood. Like, you know, there's stories <laughs> that was in my that. Childhood. You know, there's stories in that. And people, you know, in, the, in East Africa, they call it Lingala music. And yes. it's like, there's stories in that. But all these stories, I'm telling you now, will not be told by people who are outside of the continent, from outside mm -hmm. the continent, because they have their own agenda. Yeah, they have their own, what they want to get out of it, their own experiences too. Yeah, to add on that, one thing, one of my 
one note or critique I have to say is watching the film, they're constantly speaking Swahili. They're not speaking Luganda. Swahili is the second language. It's not our first language. And then on top of that, there's other like different dialects depending on the tribe. Yeah. I think so, that was a conscious decision. Oh, they 100%. Wanted generalize. They wanted to generalize the, the whole thing, yeah. Exactly. But again, that's taken away the authenticity of Uganda. And, other, and there's 100%. certain comical words that if he had said it in Luganda, it would have hit different. Differently, you know, when he, there's a time yeah. when he says "let's go," and in my language, it would be "together," like oh, yeah, 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 in, yeah, in, yeah. A, in um, Swahili, and it just didn't Swahili, hit. Yeah. It, it didn't hit the same. Do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say? Because that, so, that, that's fifty percent language is fifty percent of your personality. Yeah, yeah. and sure. so that really that's how you knew again. It's it's been a, it's a Western production, um, mm -hmm. trying to pander to more people and whatnot. And I just and you know and you know, Rach, when you look at when you look at the business of film. And I've, I've, I've learned just, you know, uh, looking at a lot of my friends that have gone into film, and even when you watch like a Black Panther and what he achieved, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you, those stories are there for box office, right? They, they are there for the money to be made. So it's like they create, so it appeals to so many people. And then what happens with that is it takes away. Mm -hmm. it, it takes away from the authenticity. It takes away from the real story that you want to tell. Because let me tell you something, switching in English and switching in Ingala, Two different things, two yes. different effects, two different. Oh, one, oh my God, one hundred. I've got, I've gone into watching Korean movies, and they're fantastic. Like, I, my, my, one of my friends was talking about, it and I started watching it, and I, yeah, I'm my dedicated. Niece is to it. She taught herself listen, Korean and everything. Oh my God, it's so well. See, I, that yo, that's levels. See, yeah, she's Gen Z, yeah. Gen Z, they're, 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 too, they're too violent. For me. Exactly, they're too exactly. violent for me. Like, just too violent. <laughs> but I don't, mind the, I don't mind. I don't mind the the um, the subtitles. I'm there mm. to up on the subtitles because you know what? Guess what? I grew up um, on Bollywood and I didn't mind the subtitles. It wasn't dubbed. They weren't speaking English. I'm yeah. watching these subtitles and I'm like, this is dope. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you get yeah. the authentic uh, characters, you get the authentic culture and yes. it's okay. But, and I think that comes down to, there's got to be a lot more passion projects before we get to, yeah. because look, people keep thinking about making money, making money, but something's got to give. If we keep pandering to to the, the, the global audience, we're never going to cater for ourselves. Mm. And that's when we're always going to lose the authenticity. The only point that they used Luganda was when uh, Kay, Kerry Washington's character, yeah. and he's walking towards the where she is. And there's that right, woman right, right, in the right, corridor right. and she's like wailing. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. point. She's like speaking of Luganda but like it's so right, right. over the top and it's so Uganda and I was like yes that is anti like, they, they probably did that for you they're like let's get it in there because we know Rachel and I was like, like then that hit <laughs> that hit the, the, the yeah. right way because I knew what she was saying and I understood you got it you how got she it. was expressing herself if that makes any sense I've seen that I've seen my aunties cry when we've lost someone like that if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah I mean so, if, at the beginning when Idi Amin comes out right you know one of the uh, the, the scenes of him coming on to speak at the rally and him um and you hear the ladies doing the, the wailing. The <laughs> I love that. That's my people <laughs> there. Now, I grew up on that in Congo. They'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, That's what we do. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, you guys definitely do that. I know. We do that. We do, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, those moments, I guess, I think maybe there could have been a tug of war. You might have an advice as like, guys, listen, we need to, this is not right. We need to, you know, they didn't do it enough, but I think someone yes. just did enough but to have to have that um, they did a little that balance. Mm. I like the music. I like the music. The music, the soundtracks makes me feel like yes. I'm there. You yes. know, to an extent, like they just have vibe that makes yeah. you feel like you get it. Um, even the the 
the grading of, of, of you know, the actual yes. colours. That the colours were very that warm, rich. Before the weather, right? Yes, exactly. I those, felt the heat. Those things, those things, I think, what makes you go, okay, you guys, I will allow you on certain things. But then if you combine it with every other part, I just feel like there's another story to be told. Oh, 100%. Um, from, look, it's like when you watch Beasts of No Nation. Mm. Once again, one of the reasons why I love that film is because it tells a story from a child soldier's point of view. Yeah. And I'm from Congo and I'm like, thank God, that could have been me. If yeah, I was raised yeah. in the eastern parts of Congo and mm. that situation happened to me, that mm. could have been. But you know, mm. someone in Liberia can relate to that story or the same thing that happened in Ghana and all the places. Mm. So it's like, once again, you know, if you now told that story from the UN's point of view, because you see towards the end of that story, the UN guys come and save yeah. the kids, whatever. They will be like the saviors. Yes. And then you're never gonna you're never gonna really understand the core of what, what that child's gone through. Kids. Yeah. So it, we we no matter how many times these stories are told, there's still another angle that is to be told. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, there there are so many. And I think that's why um I quite enjoyed Michaela Coles. I don't know if you saw the BBC oh. one drama that she did. Come on, man. I, I was with, I was with Michaela just recently in Accra. We sat down and spoke about it. You know, like my... Michaela. I saw that interview between her and Reggie Yates, and Reggie just oh, said thank you, thank you so much. Yo, and Reggie just like thank you for the picture. You can see how much what it meant to her because she fought for that. She yes, just like no, we're going to tell our authentic story. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to with storytelling, and that's what I want for my people. I want to be able to tell the stories of the, the Congolese people who left home and mm. those that went through those situations back home as well. And, and, and people to go, that's what I went through. That's yeah. literally what I went through, you know? Yeah. And I can relate, I can understand that. That's like, Michaela is, is an example of where we need to be mentally and the comfort percent. and the peace we need to find within ourselves, mm. for sure. Mm. Oh, that was so well put, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, method acting. He also put yes. on like 50 pounds uh, for the role and they dug the skin. Um, I mean, I was mentioning this to Adam, they really didn't need to darken his skin. And I felt like they did that to, to intensify and vilify him even more because of course, looking darker would make him look more scary. Um, Do you know what? Okay. Okay. I, I get you. I get you. But I put it like this, right? Idi Amin wasn't the lightest brother in the world. Yeah, but Forrest Whitaker is not Cuba Gooding Jr. He's not, he's not, he's not. I get it, I get it. He is not it, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's not Drake. I get like, it. Yeah, 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 it's true. I, but do you know what? I, I would like to know who chose to do that and who agreed. But I feel like I'm always leaning towards the cinematography part of those things. I do. I lean towards sometimes like, you know, let's, let's um, put a bit more uh, effect on this angle just to kind of accentuate what we're trying to put across it. Because I can imagine being around Idi Amin, even if I was darker than him, he would still <laughs> seem darker than me, my dear. It would still seem like this guy's this, this overpowering tower of a man, you know, his presence was worth 50 million people, you know, yeah. and then it's almost like, even if it was day, daylight, as soon as Idi Amin walks in, everything's gone dark, you know, and I feel like, that's what I got. And it's so funny because I was, I know what I'm like, I was so focused. Every time there was a close-up, I would look at the charcoal that they put on him. You can see that gut. It looks like he's been rolling in charcoal. And in my head, all I'm thinking is, I know what they were trying to do there. I'm like, I know what they were trying to do. They were really trying to create a sense of absolute doom. That's what they were trying to do. Like, literally. But then that gives the ideology that dark skin equals doom. 
I, 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 I agree with that. I think, I think there is, there's a, there's a limit to how, what we put across, right? One thing I'll tell you, one thing, Rich, I'm, I'm really passionate about this and I have, to, I have to make sure I put this across is, we have to be so careful to what point we keep victimizing ourselves mm -hmm. when it comes to colorism. The reason being is, you're not going to educate even a Sharon Osborne, even if she lived another 100 years. And it is not your job to. Mm -hmm. So what you've got to do is focus. focus exactly. exactly. And, and every, everybody else. So what we've got to focus on is our story and what comes across. So one of the points is sometimes, when we look at stories like this here, we kind of look at it and we go, do you know what? It tells the story. How does the story come across? Okay, we've achieved that. In terms of how they, they made the skin darker, we can almost go, okay, cool, do you know what? Let's ask ourselves how we would do that better. But when we go to these guys and say to them, guys, listen, you guys are now putting us against each other. You're trying to use colorism to me. We're trying to educate people on something that they will never understand. They will never get. They're really not going to get it. Mm -hmm. And it's a losing battle because our focus should be in an empowerment. When, if I go to Congo now, there's a group of guys called Zwezwez. What Zwezwez are, they are, they're from like the old school slapstick comedy, um, Congolese comedy and drama. They will darken themselves mm -hmm. so they look older. Okay. Right? And then they, then they will use white charcoal to put, like, to put across their face and they, and they just depict an older character. And it is the most like ridiculous thing you've seen, but it's become part of culture. They're not thinking, in their head, they're not even thinking about, oh, the dark I make myself. And then it's just funny, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I, if I grew up in Congo, I would have never thought about this past um, that mm -hmm. until I've come over to the UK. If I've come to the, I've come over to the UK now, I go back home and I go, oh God, this doesn't look right, you know. <laughs> I take the innocence of it is taken away. So yeah. we've got to be very careful how much we. But uh, I get that. Stories. I get that because that's a black person just doing it to make themselves look a bit older. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If if it was Forrest Whitaker that was like, I think I should put some more dark makeup on because I think it will do to my character. Then okay, cool. But, but do we know if it was? Do we know if it was him or not? Do we know? We don't know. We can only speculate. Let's find out. If we find out, <laughs> then we can talk about it because you never know. Because you know, did you not realize Kerry, uh, Kerry Washington stayed in you somewhere for a while? She, she was in that time, sun. She was in that sun for a minute and a said, half at least. take me. <laughs> <laughs> she was enjoying that Ugandan sun. I saw like, this gold. She was golden. Like, yo, can you told her agent, can you just show them, like, I need an extra two months in Kampala? Just, you know, so my character. I'm telling you, because I was even like, even out. I need to even out everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just get looked like. Look where like did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but there's so much that could be talked about when it, come, when, when it comes to how careful we have to be, especially, and I'll give you this, especially when the audience is diasporans or the audience is the rest of the world then mm -hmm. we have to be careful how we come across with that that's a hundred percent but then I, when we're talking about our own then i don't know how you know yeah, how yeah those, no, those i totally i totally agree with you i just i think when i first when it first came out and i was a lot younger there's certain things that i just didn't look at and i did yeah, yeah 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 and re-watching it again for this podcast obviously i'm watching it from a really analytical point and really dissecting things and i'm like hmm yeah, yeah anyway yeah. you know yeah. um, that was a big thing man that was so like uh it was so in your face i'm not gonna lie to you there was a moment in the british guy you know that the pool party yeah and the british guy's walking towards him and i looked at his legs i said they needed to grade it i said <laughs> i said wait a minute wait a minute his legs can't be this white 
like, he's been in Uganda for that long. <laughs> he ain't caught I'm no like, sun. My guy, you've been asked to stop it. You can't have been, and, I mean, and African sun is it will hit you quickly, first first five quickly. minutes you're there. You oh, just quickly. you're catching that shit. Quickly. Like yeah. so, so I was like, I was like, no, you should, have, you should If we're gonna keep this consistent, can you be <laughs> some baby for two, for two months? He landed that morning. <laughs> yeah. Forrest, has, Forrest literally dipped his face in mud. Then you know he should have, he should have at least go to Essex, go to Essex and do, and then turn up. You know, what I mean? at least <laughs> go to Essex, catch yeah, yourself a nice little like, down here. I was like, uh, he, I was, he was like, no, guys, I'm going to represent I. You know, sometimes I don't know. Yeah, but no. No, that's a good point. That is a good point. That is a good point. I'm glad you noticed that because I was really, I kept looking at it because it felt like there was points where it was off. Sometimes it looked grey. I was looking at his neck. Sometimes it looked grey. And he was sweating, grey and the angle, like it was melting over yeah, 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 yeah. and you were just like, where's but the he looked, But he looked off-putting. I felt like yeah, they yeah. wanted to create this monster, this yeah. madman, this monster. They wanted that to come across because you look at Kerry, you go, hey, madam, you have put up with a lot of, hey, yes. Yeah, children, and then he's introducing his wife. He's like, This one, this is my first one. This is she's giving me three kids, and this is she's giving, and you're like, Wow, you women are serious, you know. You women are I, I would never, I will never, I will never understand that. And you know, and I think when I was younger, my mom used to be like, Oh, this was Idi Amin's wife, and this one is Auntie, and I'm like, How many? They said around 43 kids he had. Wives did this, this dude, and you know, they were hot, you know, you know, like yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really pretty women. And I mean, Maputu uh, married sisters. Maputu married sisters. Yeah, twins, twin sisters. This twin is sisters. you've got to look at the parents, you know. Like yeah. his wives were identical twins. So you have to understand, it was that like, it was arranged marriages. If you look back, you can oh, yeah, tell yeah, families yeah. are like, but you know the stories about Idi Amin going to take people's wives yes. and stuff. That is the, that is the reality of what it was. Parents will be threatened at times. Like, if the president wants to marry your wife, mm. if Idi Amin wants to marry your child, mm. I mean, like you're giving your child, you're giving your child away. You're t- she's crying. You're saying you're God. You can tell. Kerry yeah. Washington is such a great actress. She doesn't need to say anything. Mm. You can see she had moments where you can see in her face. She's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. That's why she gave herself away to. To, to good old Nicholas. Good old you Nicholas. Know? And, uh, you know, it's telling when she says, you know, I'm a bad omen. I mean, that is so yeah. typical yeah. and yeah. African. And it's like, yeah. bitch, he had one bad day and blamed it on you. Like, you're not... 100%. <laughs> and then, quickly. Now you're living your quickly. life in the shadows. You're bad. You're, you're done. Like, it's, but it's, it's just just to see the, the, the suffering. Look, look, at the beginning of the film, remember when they said to Nicholas, he said, what, when he told what you were trying to convince him to move to the house, and he's like, what's stopping you? And he's yeah. like, is it a woman? He's like, yeah. He goes, oh, she's married. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, she's married. Oh, Nicholas, you naughty boy. You naughty boy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this guy. And no, little did he know, this naughty boy is coming for your married wife. Man. Coming for you. <laughs> he's coming for your married wife. <laughs> he's going to take your wife. Um, but no, honestly, I think Forrest Whitaker did an impeccable job of this, yes. like portraying someone who is so energetic um, sure. and, you know, sure. transcending like his whole energy, like everyone that you speak to who knew him or came across him um, says the same thing. And so it was mm-hmm. so nice to see Forrest Whitaker get those rewards at the end. He beat yeah, Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio yeah. Um, yeah. and Will Smith to yeah. get that Oscar. Listen, I mean, that, that's, that's the most beautiful because 
it is a hard character to play and people yes. appreciate it, the amount of effort it put into it. And also, we don't get enough stories coming out of, of, of the continent. So I yeah. guess they taught a lot of people something, something. Mm. I mean, poor Leo. He, I mean, that was once again another day that he and could another snub for Leo. He got it in the end. <laughs> he I got think it in he's the, like the only white guy to get snubbed Yo, consistently. He's one of he's one of us. I like him just because you know the, the amount of effort that he puts into the Virunga Mountains in Congo. You know, like it's a beautiful thing. He really I looks think... after. Those, uh, those gorilla ranges in Congo. So I like Leo for that. Yeah, Leo, Leo's definitely got a soft spot in all the black community's yeah. heart somewhere. Like, he's yeah, like yeah. the rebellious child in Hollywood. You can see, you can see he'll, and, he'll you do know, all right. He's been he'll be all right in the cookout. Yeah, he'll, he can come he'll through. He'll do all right. He'll, he'll take he, your wife, but he'll be all right. Uh, yeah. he, he'll take your wife, your mum, your sis. He, he, like, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, he has an yeah. age limit, so maybe not your actually, mom. Actually, like, actually yeah. Leo, let's do the cookout via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will I'll, I'll email you the jollof, okay? I'll I will email it. you the matoke. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll send it to party through. I'll I swear to God. Beans, you'll get it. It's fine. You'll get the, you get the, the entire via DM because you, my guy, no. No one mm, says. No, gonna happen. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Speaking about uh, Kerry Washington's character, the scene yeah. where she has been murdered and they, they go to view her, is probably my most memorable scene watching the film. It was, it's one that's haunted me. Like every time I think about that film, there's a few clips that I think of, but that one in particular, I wasn't ready or was expecting that when I first watched it. So I had to be like, it, it took me aback. They decapitated her to the level of, it was so graphic. Like mm. it was so graphic, but you know what that did? What that scene did was say, guys, we're not shying away from who the man was. Mm. But hey, we're trying to tell a story here. Because yeah. I think it, was, it would be totally unfair to take such a story that belongs to so many people and has affected so many people over, over, you know, over how many years and mm. just tell that one story. I think that was their sort of, that was their payment yeah. to say, look, okay, this is who the man was. Yeah. Because Totally made happen. you forget about everything you've just watched. Yeah, it did happen, just not in it that did. way. Uh, yeah, but also it, it happened many, many times. Yes. Like, that's, a, that, that, that's what it was. Those are the things, that's mm. what Nicholas was trying to ask him about earlier on. Man. Mm. It happened many, many, many times. Like, mm. and you know, if you were out of line, this is what's going to happen to you. If you did it, this was, like, it happened so many times. And it's just like, and yeah. they just couldn't kill Nicholas, could they? They yeah, they're just. I they mean, killed, they, everyone, they everyone around, everyone. even the doctor that saved him, Yo, got shot died. in the head. David died. David, <laughs> my guy. Every everybody was dead. And also, but, he was just a bit. For a doctor, it was a bit thick in it. Like, if you're going to try to assassinate like the president, like don't make it fake. Like you're out here giving him. You're giving him the listen, tablets, like for everyone to see. Like you've got to do it under. But do you know what I did? What that did was trying to let you know many people attempted to kill Amina. <laughs> That's all it was to say. Like, he's just another one. Many we tried. <laughs> we tried now. Because even with, remember, Amin said, they didn't kill me because of you. When mm. they were making their way to the airport and there was that ambush in the <clears> car. <throat> because if I was not driving with you, yeah. what would happen? Once again, it's like, there have been many attempts by these guys like, no, no, no. And it's funny I've because all the good that. people, or people with good intentions, always get killed off like early. One hundred percent. Easily. One hundred percent. But the, that's but the why that's how I was talking about Lumumba. Keep. That's how I talk about Lumumba all the time. Mm -hmm. Good intentions. Mm -hmm. Sankara. 
good intentions, their stories will be told in, in the most beautiful way, mm. you know? And like, I really hope to be a part of those, those moments because people with good intentions and those that want to free people somehow end up disappearing. And that's got to change, man. That's got, I that's, think that's, it's that's, like that's we're change. all aware. It's like the elephant in the room and we're just like, are we just... We because when we haven't put ourselves in a position of power to be able to tell the stories or to be able yeah. to address it that everybody will listen like right now George Floyd's um, situation is happening and everyone's still talking about everything else in the blogs but that mm. just to show you because even now we are so easily distracted yeah. you know we are so even though the information is in our face imagine mm. now back then where the information would disappear there was nowhere else to be reminded there was and no life for your content that be that held the, the powers that be exactly so. exactly so that's how we've got to look at it. That's exactly how we've got to look at it. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's life, man. It it's life, my darling. It's life. But we are in a position to make it better. And that's where... That's it. Listen, our parents didn't bring us to these countries for no reason. We've got to come back with some sort of result. Um, another crazy scene has to be when they string up, uh, Nicholas. I feel... Oh, that... I feel it now. <laughs> I still... I, I, like... I still feel it. I literally still feel it now. Like, that I literally was, feel it now. I felt, I don't, I, can't, I couldn't even watch that scene properly without covering because it was just so gross. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know what it is? Yeah. Like, he needed to be, he needed some beating, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, like, to be fair, that, he got off lightly. Nicholas, he got off lightly. Nicholas, Yo, Nicholas enjoyed life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas enjoyed life. Wives, you're trying to kill people. Yo, you're doing the most, you know? He landed in this Uganda. He's gone to try and sleep with one doctor's um, uh, wife. Yes. Then, that did, then suddenly that he gets a fast out. track, um, getting yeah. free suits. He got, the suit was free. His suit was free. Let's not... His and you know back free, then, you know? the suit was... Listen, that was a lot. Yeah. Gets to live in his apartment. Gets the le- latest Merc. Oh, right? that is gets so his own cute. security, then gets to bone the president's wife. Excuse me. It's like, <laughs> you deserve, yo, you deserve something. This right? something is to happen. Ha- he had but, to go home with a few bandages, at least. He had to. He had to. And but that was to show you once again the monster that um, that you know. I mean, I mean, was like literally, you know, just to show you the monster that he was. Like, listen, you are not going to get away with it. Mm. And he said it. He said. But you know what's hilarious? He said, this is what happens to people in my village when they sleep with other people's wives. I'm like, that is so specific, bro. <laughs> <laughs> where is mean? this written? Like, where is this like, rule written? How many times have people slept with your wife? That is so specific. <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, it was literally that. So I'm like, something, I'm like, something, something is wrong here. Something is definitely, yeah. definitely wrong here, man. So he, yeah. His character in hindsight, kind of reminded me of, I don't know, maybe they based it on him a little bit, but I don't know if you've watched Narcos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just how, like, just how charismatic he could be. It was just the same way Idi Amin was, like, this really villainous person, like, so mean, but you kind of like him. It's like, it was weird, it's like, I don't don't understand what's happening, and I haven't felt that conflicted. There's not many characters that can do that, but yeah these people live in the extremes do Mm. you know what i mean like as nice as they can be Mm. is as crazy as they can be yeah that's just the truth man that is literally the truth as nice as they can be it's like so it's like they will charm you Mm. they will charm you into into being you know with them and then once you get dragged in he's like you're not going home 
<laughs> you are not going home. I am your father. And you know you could... Oh, when he hugged him like a little boy. No, you are like a son oh, to me. Why do we have, have unfinished business? He said, he said you, you did an oath. You swear to oath. And Nicholas said, no. I, I swear on an oath yeah. like all the other doctors do. He said, no, 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 no. You swear on oath to do things in this country and help you yeah. get because he, he, he lured you in and that's the same as you can say the Pablo Escobar mm -hmm. character because what it is is he still looked out to a lot of people mm -hmm. there were still a lot of people who benefited from yeah. him being in power yeah. and those and, are the but people that's what that, kept him in power exactly mm -hmm. exactly so it's like those are the people who saw him as charming you know look yeah. at some of the deliveries or do in like the state dinner that he organized and all those people are down there yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, yes yeah. we're not going to eat unfortunately there's no human beings yeah. <laughs> 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 it's fucking jokes. that's not funny guys that's not funny at all there, you know maybe a couple of days ago he had a few ties so you know, <laughs> ah, i mean <laughs> Literally, <laughs> literally had a few times. Literally. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to get into a little quick fire round because obviously Forest uh -oh. Whitaker has got a brilliant catalogue of movies to pick from. So I'm going to say a few categories and you can select one of few films that you want um, to fit within those categories. Um, I'm so obviously, now. like, <laughs> no. so we can start with an easy one, which is the your favourite biopic, which I'm going to assume is the last king of scotland yes um, but also he's played uh, in the butler and the great debaters and stuff like that so um we can that was just a little example for you okay so favorite action movie of forest whitaker i do love street kings i don't know if you've seen that one. Oh yeah 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 street kings is street kings is good, street kings, good i do that i do give I, you street kings i am I a bit of an action do you know what there's like vantage point how it ends He's done more Vantage like Point is a mm. massive film. I can't mm. believe it. Vantage Point is a... I'm sorry. What? Yeah. It is a massive film. There you go. There you go. That's, one of, that's probably one watching. of the best films in the last 15 years. That film is mad. It's a brilliant film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I give, I give him that. All right, cool. All right, <laughs> okay. All right let's go. Forrest Whitaker in a sci-fi, your favourite. There's obviously Black Panther, Rogue One, Arrival, How It Ends. I... I think I think it's, I think it's, it's gonna be Black Panther. I I love his character in Black Panther. I think it's, yeah. Forrest Whitaker's larger than life in most films, right? But in Black Panther, he really, I think he, he's so passionate about culture, man. You can tell. So he, he really, really transforms himself. Like dad, uncle. Exactly. That exactly. wise one. Those announcements that he was making, how we did it, the way that you just know, like this is. I will listen to you, my guy. So yeah, yeah it's it's gotta be it's gotta be that it's gotta be Black Panther. I I agree. Um, and my favourite category, which is favourite thriller of Forrest Whitaker, there's Panic Room, Bone Booth, The Experiment, Repetence, Zulu, Catch 44, there's, there's quite a few. Do you love thrillers like that, yeah? I love thrillers, yeah. I, I would, do you know what? Panic Room! What? Panic Room! Panic Room is great. Listen, Panic, no, Panic, listen, Panic Room, yeah, but I'm... I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you now. I'm 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 this kind of guy. Like, and it's, oh. so I'm kind of like, yeah, man. That's why I'm that guy. So it's like I never really take in too many like of of of, of those like those kind of films too much. I can yeah. see the smile in the face. You're like, yeah, Ed, I'm there. Like, I am six popcorn. Yeah, like that cast: Jodie Foster. You had Jared Leto. Like the whole intense, like someone breaking into your house and you're stuck in the panic room. Like all of that. Scares so, me like, to death. I, 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 so what, no, what was the other one that you mentioned? Um, phone booth. Uh, have you seen that one with Colin? I've seen phone booth. Yeah. 
seen phone booth. Phone, phone, phone booth is genius, you know. Oh, I love phone booth. Phone that booth is genius. I've not seen anything like it before mm. or even after. Like it's it's so hard for you to be able to stick to those kind, like just minimize characters in a film yeah. to that level, like yeah. for sure. But yeah, so you know what? No, no. Yeah, let me lean. Let me lean more towards. You're gonna like, lean. Let me lean to. <laughs> let me lean towards phone booth, man. Do you sometimes feel like when you watch him? Mm. Because he's got that, he's got, he's got that eye, you know, his eye, like he's got the lazy eye. So you're like, you're almost looking at the same guy carrying every single film, yeah. but you appreciate, you're literally like, yeah, you are so different in everybody. It's like, but it's you we want. We want you to be you and in all these roles. I'm so serious. Like, I'm, I would love to see Forrest in like a comedy, like an out oh, and out comedy, but like. He'll probably smash it. He, he would probably smash it. And He'll I, probably I smash it. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. But I think that would, that's the only thing that I'd really want to see him in. Like, not not nothing slapsticky, but something. Yeah, yeah, no, but like just yeah, just something like maybe what a Robert De Niro kind mm -hmm. of, or, or, yeah, or one of those sort of black love type films, right? Like yeah, possibly yeah. just to see like him acting as that dad or more of a softer side, you know? Because exactly. he, I am very shook, and I'm I'm sure he's probably like the biggest teddy bear out there. But like, he looked, he's, yeah, just shook. Just yeah, I would love, I would love to see. I would just love to know what makes him laugh. Like, yeah, genuinely, like what? Because he's serious in everything. I, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen him smile. You know, he's like, serious I just... in everything. <laughs> We've seen him smirk though. He does a <laughs> yeah, it's a smirk. But I want to see him like all the teeth, all the gums, everything. I reckon he smiled when he took the Oscar home, boy. Uh, and put it down. I smiled for him. I listen was that smile that. Yeah, like it, even when he was delivering that speech, it just looked like, man, my bro, you need a hug in it. You need a yeah. hug, my guy. I know you need a hug, man. Like, but you know, you can just see everyone around him was so happy because obviously they know the best of him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I would love to see him in a comedy for sure. Oh, 100. Um, and going back to Last King of Scotland, if yes. you had to direct anyone to YouTube to watch a particular clip to entice them to watch The Last King of Scotland, what clip would it be and why? Oh my gosh. There's some scenes that for me are a bit too short. So the scene where Nicholas has, so Nicholas has told, told Idi Amin he can't. I would love to, Mr. President, to take on this role that you're offering me. Mm. But yo, I came before a different reason, yeah? And then I think he then meets him the next day and they have this brief conversation. And Idi Amin is basically breaking down what he wants to do, like what he sees for Uganda, right? It's that moment. And I just feel like that needed to be extended a little bit yes. more for him to show why he's, because he was talking about, look, the British put me into power yes. and whatever and all that, yeah. But, you know, I've fought with them, but it's so funny, um, you know, like this is now what I'm trying to do. And it's they trying to make me do certain things, but I want to do things my way. But I would love for him to show his anger a bit more. Mm. Like his anger at uh, the world and really, mm. but also his excitement of why he wants the power, what his presidency really means. I would just love for those things. Like I said earlier, he doesn't get featured enough no. in the film. It's, mm. it's James McAvoy that carries the, the, the story, yeah. right? So like I would love for that scene to be extended. Mm. Just to hear more from Idi Amin talking about what he really wants to do with the country, how he sees the country, how he sees himself as a president. Because then you get more of an understanding of why he behaves the way he does. We do say yeah. when he's a bit scared in bed, like he's shaking and he calls for the doctor and all those little moments mm. when he's paranoid who's trying to kill him. 
But that scene there where he's, he, that's the scene that convinces Nicholas to stay. Yeah. Calls Sarah yeah. and he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick around. Yeah, exactly. We need more of a background story to understand 100%. what led His family, how we grew up, we need, we need yeah. to understand that. Yeah, and I think once you do, you, you totally, it makes sense why. There you go. There you go. Um, I'll probably say, you know that scene that we mentioned earlier when he's um, doing that speech in front of all these important people and he's talking about... Yes, yes. Yeah, I, being, beating the British and stuff like that. I think that's a nice kind of stepping stone to introduce who he is as this larger-than-life character. Life guy, how they react to him and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly, how he's got everyone kind of eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, listening, yeah. White, black, Asian, everyone just there. Um, or the other one, you know, when they first meet and he's wrapping his hand and he goes to shoot the, the cow that moment. in the street. I thought that right. was quite a good scene to what happened next. Like, you want to know what's going to happen next. Who's this guy? How did he survive that? And everyone's just looking really perplexed throughout that whole scene. and like confused. Literally, but everyone's confused. Yeah. Like, he's even confused. But then the reveal of him being Scottish and... Yes, and Brit, exactly. And then popping the T-shirts and stuff. So, yeah, so that, that moment, I think, those are, that's the moment where you can just tell that Nicholas is like, yeah, man, I, I want to work with this guy, man. I, I yeah. want to know this guy even more. So, you know, because that's the charm in him, mm. you know, once again, you know, like, it's like, well, you named your son Campbell. <laughs> like, what? You know, yeah. those moments, it's like, that, like, the interaction just needed to be more. Like, I think we both yeah. agree that it's those interactions of, of Idi Amin, we needed to see more of him to understand him more. Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily want <laughs> people to support him more, but just to no. understand him. Yeah, just, just to get how we got from A to B. Exactly. That's all we need. Oh, Eddie, you've made my cheeks hurt. I've laughed. <laughs> So hard. We've had a great discussion about the history of Africa, especially yep. Uganda and Congo. Um, I've really, really, really enjoyed talking to you. Um, Likewise, it's been Congo. wonderful. Oh. I, I, I thought it was a great idea from, from when I was told about it. And now oh, that I've been a part of it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's so needed. There's so many layers that we've mm -hmm. peeled off as well. So, yeah. you know, I, I really hope this um, creates a bigger conversation as well. I've had so much fun, man. Really. Oh, Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I think just like you, I'm trying to do my bit. Thanks again, Eddie. My pleasure. You have a good evening. You too. Okay, bye-bye.